This is Daily Hebrew Declarations with Daniel Jedediah Cook, and I'm reading the declaration for today, March the 1st, 2021. The three Hebrew letters we're honoring today are Samak, Aleph, and Shin. Along with those three living letters, we're also honoring the spirit of understanding, the spirit of the Lord, and the spirit of might. We also want to honor our apostle, Apostle Aaron Smith, here at Gates of Zion. The declaration today reads this, Yahweh's supernatural support and protection encircling Mount Zion, quiet strength and stillness of the inner core, connecting heaven and earth, three flames representing Yahweh, Yeshua, and Ruach Kodesh. Now, to be honest with you, today's declaration has been a little bit of a struggle, and mainly because I'm, I'm trying to, to, to take a concept of something that Yahweh's begun to build up inside of me and then articulate it. And sometimes, I'll be honest with you, it's, it's difficult when, when Yahweh begins to show something because many times there's no words for it. And so I, I have to almost come up with an analogy that is similar to it. And even then, it, it, it diminishes in when I, when I compare it to the, the vision of what Yahweh is showing me because the, the vision that Yahweh has given me is beyond the ability to really be able to, to articulate it all. And even, even in my inner man, there's a, there's a place where the comprehension of it can sometimes be even a little bit difficult. <clears throat> Excuse me. But I've been thinking a lot about the, sil- the silence and the stillness of Aleph and the quietness of Aleph and how, qu- and, and how Aleph is, is really talking about the place of the, uh, of the ox, the burden bearer, and, and one, who, one of strength. See, above that, Aleph represents Yahweh himself. You see, Aleph represents the number one in the in the Hebrew uh, language. And so in that place, when we look at Aleph, we're looking into the face of Yahweh. When I look into Aleph, I begin to see his promises. I see the intent of his heart. I see the 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 the, the plans and the purposes that he has for us hidden inside of that Aleph. You add on top of that that it talks about the ox and the burden bearer, one who who carries our burdens for us. And you also see the place of the of the strength of Almighty Yahweh. You see, in 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 um, in Hebrew there is a there is something that's said by the Jewish people every morning and every evening, and that is this Shema Yisrael, Adonai Eloheinu, Adonai Echad. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. And we're honoring Aleph and the place that it represents as it represents the fullness of Almighty Yahweh. There's another side to Aleph that we don't talk about much, and that's the silence of Aleph. You see, when it comes to the pronunciation of the living letter Aleph in a Hebrew word, there is no sound that Aleph makes. You see, in Hebrew, all of the vowel sounds are actually attached to the consonants themselves. And so there, there's, a, there's vowels that can be pronounced either before or after. So many times it appears as if we are hearing a pronunciation of that letter. But it's really a, a vowel sound that's connected to the consonant itself. You see, Aleph and Ayin are both silent. And in that place... I began to meditate, especially with our group of the living, uh, the, the school of the living letters. Year one, a couple of weeks ago, we started with the living letter Aleph, 
And Yahweh had me approach it in a completely different way than I've done before. And we began to talk about the silence of Aleph. And as we as we did, we began to realize that, that there is this place of, of where the silence speaks, where Yahweh's quietness and stillness speaks. And I began to think about it in the sense where we talk about in Hebrews, where it talks about, uh, therefore, brethren, having boldness to enter into the Holy of Holies. I want to go back a little bit before that and start with this scripture. Because to me, this adds even further into the silence of Aleph. This is the covenant I will make with them after those days, says the Lord. This is Hebrews 10, starting in verse uh, 16. I will put my laws into their hearts, and in their minds I will write them. Let me just stop right there for just a second. This is the covenant that I will make with them after those days, says the Lord. I will put my law into their hearts. Now, when we, talk, when we see the word law there, of course, many times we look at it from the Western mindset of law. Right, wrong, this, that, boom, boom. It has to be one or the other kind of thing. But from a Hebrew perspective, when we look at that word law, the, the, the true depth of what that word is saying is loving instruction. The loving instruction of a father. In other words, it is, it is a correction. It is a, a place of, of getting back in line and getting back in order but it's just like we do with our own children, where we where we correct them and go pop, pop on the backside and say, hey, all right, that's not the right way of doing things, especially as they're younger. And as they grow older, we begin to teach them to make the right decisions on their own. We begin to try to teach them. Now, they've got their own choices. They've got the they've got the, the ways that they want to see things and the way that they, they want to do. But while they're in our homes, while we're still growing them up, there is a place of correction. Teach a child when he was when he is younger, and when he is older, he will not depart from it. Teach your child in the ways of the Lord when he is young, and when the, or she is young, and when they are older, they will not depart from it. But I will write their my laws on their minds as well. You see the thought processes as we begin to to really begin to see the fullness of Yahweh, and we begin to understand that He is teaching us, and He begins to transform our minds. And their sins and iniquities will I remember no more. Now, where is the remission of there is, there is no offering more offering for sin. But listen to this. Having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Yeshua, by a new and living way, which he has, which he has consecrated for us through the veil, that is to say, is his flesh. And I want to stop right there. Because having boldness and confidence you know, in this place of silence, there, there, there's a place where the voices that are inside of our head begin to cease. There's a place where the, the, all the, the things of the world and all the cares of the world, all the situations that, that have been speaking, saying, I need, my, I need your attention, I need your attention. But when we choose to stop and we say, Yahweh, I want to spend some time with you. And the first thing that we do is to close our mind. Close our, 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 our thought processes so that the only voice that we're listening to is the voice of Yahweh. You know, I think about it this way. And I, I too have been practicing this because many times when I sit down to go pray, especially as I begin to clear my mind and allow these voices that, have, that, are, that are crying out, they need things done. 
and I begin to focus on Yahweh, many times things will pop up in the middle of, of that of that prayer time. If they do, I've been learning to to write this down. I heard a, a, a Rebbe say this not too terribly long ago, and it, and, it, and it challenged me in the way that I was praying. And he said, when he, he's got a, a notebook that's nearby, that that as as he as something comes up, he'll write it down, and then go right back to focusing on the fullness of Yahweh. Go right back to focusing on that prayer time with Him. Why? So that 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 yes, maybe sometimes things can pop up, and, and it could be the Lord. But you know, have you ever sat down and talked with a husband and wife, or have you ever with your with your husband or your wife, depending upon you know who you are? And and you you say something uh, now, guys. Uh, we're probably the the biggest culprits of this, so I'm gonna I'm gonna blame us on this one if that's okay. But you know how how our wives will sit down and they'll want to talk to us about some things, some things that maybe that are on their heart, and and our our response to them is, well, uh, you know, Alabama's playing football today, or my favorite college team or my favorite pro team is playing football today, and the 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 answer to the question is completely different. From the the question that they were asking, and I began to think about it, because I think when when when, we're, when we come together and come to before Yahweh to pray, many times all these other things start popping up inside of our heads. So I, I've learned to begin to just write those down. I don't want to forget them because they really they 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 may be Yahweh in this place of reminding me of something, and yet at the same time I want to be there to to talk with Him. I want to to focus on him. When my wife answers uh, asks me a question, I want to be able to answer based on the question she asked me with thoughtfulness, because that's a true conversation. When both are being able to to discuss back and forth, to me that's begun to change my my prayer time and my time with him. As I try, as I as I continue to try. Now, guys, I, I'm dealing with the same thing myself. Just got to be transparent in all of this. Pushing those things aside and focusing on Yahweh. You see, in him is quietness and stillness and boldness to enter into the Holy of Holies.